I'm Aysan, and this is The Review. City beat Spurs 4-2 at the Etihad right before Pep Guardiola set fire to the entire stadium with the players and the supporters still inside. Joining me to discuss the match and Guardiola's fire-starting performance afterwards, I've got Lloyd. Afternoon, Lloyd. Afternoon. <sighs> hate these podcasts when you just like you feel like you're cobbling shit together because you've got, got nothing, nothing to talk, talk about. about. <laughs> exactly. We've oh. got nothing to talk about. Um, yeah, maybe we'll just, I don't know, maybe, maybe we'll talk about Chelsea's transfer business instead because that seems more interesting than, than City. Um, no, no, no. Last night was, uh, I think last night was, as well as being the, the, the most game of two halves of, of game of two halves, it was uh, definitely something that I think needed to happen. So mm. I'm kind of pleased that, that it unfolded in the way that it did. As weird as that sounds. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd go as far as to say it was eventful. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, it, it, well, you know, first half was a bit uneventful, but then the next, the next hour and a half to two hours was, was incredibly, uh, incredibly eventful. Um, but look, let's, let's, let's go straight in. I want to start with the selection, obviously. Mm. Um, so the selection drops... What were your initial thoughts? Pretty mixed emotions, I'd say. Mm. So I think I was pleased to see Pep uh, kind of give the press conference that he did before the game, basically acknowledging that things aren't right and that's kind of on him and we need to change a bit how we play and how we serve Haaland and maybe look to kind of shift the team around. So I think obviously... You know, it was quite eye-catching selection because there were, I think it was five changes from the previous game. Um, And obviously the system looked different in that we were kind of looking at it going, is Pep playing two midfielders? When's the last time he's done that? Um, So, you know, Alvarez coming in, I'm all over that. I I was really happy with that. Lewis coming in, um, whilst I was a bit concerned about Walker not playing, from a kind of counter-attack perspective, I was absolutely fine with that. And Stones coming back in, I mean, thank God for that. So, you know, on those three points, I was very happy. I think where I was nervous was um, no Walker, as I said, uh, despite the fact that, you know, Lewis has, you know, not even to have not let us down, has done incredibly well, even prior to tonight. And then, yeah, to 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 not play kind of a third midfielder. Whilst I don't I don't hate the idea, it's just very unpep. And I think, given he's been obsessed with control, that that kind of formation when it springs out to you on the page, you're a bit like Christ. Mm. What's he What's he going for here? Um, but no, so mixed. You know, I didn't have a problem with Kev being dropped. To be honest, I don't think he's played well. And I think even De Bruyne sometimes needs a message, so I, I, I don't have a problem with that. But I was just—I think it's just mixed. It was—it was quite hard to judge. I wasn't as nearly down on it as like Stefan was. I saw some people basically saying, "Yeah, we thrown the game." I didn't feel like that. I just felt very mixed. What about you? Yeah, I was fine with it. I think for me, um, I've been saying for a while that we're not getting enough players in the in the final third. We're not. We're not aggressive enough in and around the box um and that the the kind of the the team when it dropped to me 
it made sense because ultimately Lewis will step into midfield and, and become the extra midfield player. And by playing Alvarez as opposed to De Bruyne or Foden or, you know, any of the other players that, that he could play in that position, he's played a player whose natural instinct is to attack the box. And I think that that's just, I just think it's something that we, we really needed. We needed a, somehow we needed a, um, a kind of a steroid injection of attacking aggression. Um, and so for me, that lineup like that, I liked it because I was like, all right, so we're going to have Haaland, Alvarez, Mares, Grealish, and probably Gondo attacking the box quite aggressively. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. So, so yeah, no, I was, I was happy with it. And in terms of, I mean, the, it, they, the way it lined up was exactly as I expected it to line up. Um, was it the same for you or did, was there something in the way the players lined up that surprised you? Yeah, no, it, it was exactly as I thought, to be fair. Um, Alvarez kind of in behind rather than it being a four four two. Um similar position to Kev in some of the early Premier League games when we, when we saw... De Bruyne a bit higher up. Um, so yeah, that was as expected. I think the only thing I forgot to mention before was um, in relation to Akanji starting. That was like a bit of an Ancelotti eyebrow raise um, from the outset. I just thought, given Laporte's been back on the bench, is it for two games now at least? And obviously Diaz is back. I kind of expected to see one of those, one of the big guys back in. And I think it's, it's time for that. Um, and obviously, Akanji didn't have a great game last night, but I think that's not hindsight. I would have, I would have said that, you know, at, at seven o'clock when the team came out. I mean, you know... But I know you've not been as critical your... of Akanji as, as, as maybe I feel. Yeah, no, but but actually that's not the, that's not the angle I'm going to take. So my, my actually my question, and obviously we'll, we'll get into Pep's post-match comments uh, later on, um, but do you not feel the selection last night m- more than anything else is 11 lads who aren't happy flowers, 11 lads who are training properly and, and giving him the requisite attitude and intensity? Yeah, probably. And that's probably why they play, right? Um, you mm. know, I think it's no, it's no surprise that, you know, Foden, Walker... I think from how he played the other day, Cancelo, Bernardo didn't play. I think that probably is linked to those comments. But I think Diaz, you know, is not a happy flower. I think he's just short of match fitness. And I imagine once he is back, because I think he's only been in training a couple of days, I think he has to come back in. Mm. Laporte is probably the one I'm a bit unsure about. I don't know where he falls in the kind of... Sad faces, body language vibes. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, so, first half then. I mean, it, it was interesting listening to Pep talk about the first half. I didn't think we were that bad at all. I, I quite, mm. I, I felt as though, I felt as though we started with a deeper defensive line at times or or in fact let me rephrase that to me it looked like we were we didn't mind dropping deeper at times uh, and that meant that we had a little more 
transitional play. Um, and I quite like that, which it looked different and it felt a little bit different and not necessarily in a bad way. Um, do you think that, I mean, did, did, did it look okay to you? Cause I know, I know that at half time, the two Spurs goals, notwithstanding, um, it was pretty split in terms of the people that, that I was chatting to on what they thought of that first half performance. Yeah, that's, that's the same mind. I, I went on Twitter and I was a bit surprised at how negative some people were being. Um, Stefan, as always, I mean, you can count on him. God. Uh, <laughs> uh, but then I was chatting to like Jordan and Jordan was like, oh, that's, you know, that's all on Pep. And I was just, I just didn't feel that way, really. I, I thought, whilst we, whilst there wasn't like, um, apart from the Haaland header, there wasn't like a chance where I was like, oh, you, you know, that's a really big chance. I saw a lot of good things. So, you know, in like the first 15 minutes, I thought Alvarez was getting into really good positions and a couple of times the attacks just broke down. But I thought he was kind of getting on the ball. We looked a threat. Uh, we were moving it a lot quicker, so much quicker than against United and, you know, Southampton, some of the more recent games. Um, I didn't think, like, Mares had got that into it in the first half. But again, I don't think that was because he was playing poorly. I just think he didn't see that much of the ball. That obviously changed second half. And I thought overall the defence were handling things pretty well. Um, Ake, I thought, was tracking Kulisevsky well. Um, and I, I felt, I felt you know, that we were very unfortunate to be, to be two down. And it was just, you know, two individual shockers, two really poor errors. And I, I, I kind of felt for for Pep actually a bit at halftime because I think he, what he'd done had worked and whilst we hadn't you know completely carved them open um, it was a it, to me it felt a bit like daylight robbery but I appreciate not a mm. lot of people not everybody felt like that I think for me the big thing was I don't I don't really think that they created very much um, no they didn't they didn't in the, yeah. in the first half but in the whole game I think that actually when you take a step back and you look at the the overall defensive performance outside of the horrendous two individual errors, uh, I think the defensive performance is really good. I mean, obviously there's the, uh, there's the Perisic mm. shot that, that, that should um, have been a goal. Lewis, we were lucky there, yeah. Yeah. Lewis has to defend in the second half, but against, I think that's the thing against a team like Spurs with the amount of quality that they've got, uh, you're not going to restrict them to absolutely nothing, even if you're playing with Laporte and Diaz. And you see what I mean? Like mm. it's for me, there are games like that where the quality of the op opposition means that there will be, they will at some point over the 90 minutes carve you open. Um, so even that chance, because we kind of got through it and got past it. And also I genuinely, as that ball came across, uh, my first thought was, even if he puts this in the back of the net, we'll score again. Mm. Well, we, we were we were playing totally different at that point, weren't we? To be fair, um, but no, I I think that's fair. I I was a bit surprised, to be honest. I think you know I might get bagged for this, but what I felt was people were using previous games and previous poor decisions from Pep, and that's tactically and selection wise, and kind of throwing that on what was a bit of a bonfire of a shit show last five minutes of a half. And I don't, I didn't feel that that was fair um, at halftime. So I was a bit surprised. 
that was kind of my read of it. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, so, obviously, the two goals are big, big individual errors. Is there anything wider to extra- extrapolate from those two goals? I know. I know. Mean. Edison got bagged. Edison got bagged in the uh, in the Friday show. Um, so, do you want to do you want to defend Edison? No, absolutely not. To be honest, um, yeah. I, I mean, it was a it was a horror show. To be honest, I think from him, particularly for the first goal. Um, I don't think he's had a great eighteen months. I, I thought he had a poor. I thought he was poor last season, and I, I kind of I remember when I wrote the little summary piece in the Observer at the end of the season to try and kind of speak about player rate, kind of how players, certain players have done and etc. I went and actually watched back some medicine highlights and I, th- I didn't think he had a great season last season. I was really hoping this year he'd kind of get his shit sorted because really with him it's it's just concentration and... You know, because it only comes down to kind of two, three, four probably key moments in a game. Um, and actually, last night I ended up watching back the first goal incident because it did look a bit strange to me. And there's the angle from behind the goal. And I think if you if you watch it, to me anyway, it looks really obvious that he goes to play it to Stones and he clocks last minute that Stones is covered. And then he kind of adjusts his foot accordingly. And I think it, it goes at a slightly weird angle, which is why Rodri receives it on the wrong side. And it's almost a bit like when you see a penalty taker change their kind of where they're going to go last minute and it results in a bit of a weird and weak kick. So, yeah, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was really poor. And, it, you know, it threw us completely in the shit. And, yeah, that's why, for me, it's, it's an individual error. You, you can't really... No one else can really account for that, you know. Players or Pep, um, and I think it's—I do think it's a bit concerning because it's been—it's been—it feels like a bit more of a recent trend with Edison. Um, and go you on. Know what I think you know. What I think Lloyd. I think that um, we probably haven't been as defensively sound as we need to be this season, uh, and I think that by the law of averages, when you play the way that Edison plays there will be moments like that and I don't think that there's a lot that we can do about that that's not to say that I don't agree with your general point that his form hasn't been at a super high level for a little while now but at the same time yeah I just think he's had more to do and within the context of that the type of keeper that he is the more yeah by the law of averages the more that he has to do you will get the occasional. I think the uh, the the he gets away with it against Rashford in the dark. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's 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 the thing I forgot to mention there. Like, lest we forget. I mean, he was complete headless chicken against Rashford, and, and I think he's very lucky to come out of that unscathed. Um, I think it's a bit. I do think it's a little bit symptomatic of of the team as a whole. The way that they've defended. Oh, definitely. We've not we've not defended well. I mean, I think that's twenty goals conceded in nineteen Premier League games now, which for us that's that's it's not good. I mean, when you consider Newcastle have conceded a lot. And obviously, you know, twenty twenty, twenty one when we had Stones here. Yeah. 
on that run of 20 games where we, I think, conceded seven, 13 clean sheets. And obviously, you know, that's almost unattainable standards. But the only thing I'd counter you with is, and this is purely off the top of your head here, I agree we've not, we've defensively been quite far off the standard this season, but can you recall any big saves from Edison where we've been in the shit and, and he's, he's, he's pulled out a worldie and you've gone, oh, he's kept us in there? You know, my memory tells me that very recently he made a save and I went, oh, that's a top save and a big save, that. Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes, and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now, or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.